You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. As believers, we should live in such a way that it expresses gratitude to God for my salvation. Let me say it again. Y'all don't know why y'all sleeping today. Live in such a way that it shows gratitude to God. And on today, uh, I want to share this subject, write this down. And I want to tie that into today's message. And I know we celebrate um, what is known as Easter or Resurrection Sunday. Uh, Jesus said, I am the resurrection. So it's, it's not about a day as much as it is about a man. He's the resurrection and the life. <laughs> okay, he, so it's not about a day, it's about a man. And it's not just reserved for one time a year. Again, he said, as often as you remember me in the area of communion, do this in remembrance of me. Think, as I, every time you take communion, think about the price that I paid. Now watch this. You can do this as often as you desire. It's not reserved. I don't know why people always do it on the first Sunday. You could do it on the fourth Sunday. You could do it on the fifth. As a matter of fact, you could do it Monday in your office. You could do it Wednesday in your bedroom. You can do it as often as you remember the goodness of Jesus and the price that he paid for you at Calvary. But I want you to take your relationship seriously because there are people dying. There are people hurting. And, and we're walking around as if we are not even in relationship with the Lord. So let's talk about the significance of Christ's resurrection. When you say that, the significance of Christ. Now, there are more people than I'm seeing voices. The significance of Christ's resurrection. Then put this, he did it for me. See, he did it for me. And, you, and when you realize that everything that Christ did, he did it for you. You will be all the more grateful for your salvation. See, I done tied that thing in pretty good already. When you realize he died just for you, you have a great appreciation. And just for your hearing, the word resurrection, write this down. It's the Greek word anastasis, anastasis, and it means up again, up again. It literally means to stand up, a rising again. If you remember throughout the Gospels, uh, Jesus, when he began to near the end of his earthly ministry, uh, he spoke to his disciples and he made reference of, now the day is going to come pretty soon when I'm going to be arrested. They're going to take me. They're going to do me wrong. But in three days, I'm going to rise again. <laughs> you can destroy this temple, but in three days... I'm getting back up again. So that's why in John, he says, I am the one that got back up again. You're missing this. I am. See, and this is what sets Jesus apart from a whole lot of other, you know, and when people mention Jesus, he was a great prophet. He was. He was an awesome teacher. He was. 
He was a good man. He was. He was one of the greatest. He was. He is. But what they failed to mention, that he was also God in the flesh. Now, but, but more so than that, he's the only one who prophesied his death and got back up again. <laughs> oh, boy, that was a good place. Excuse me, because I get excited when I talk about stuff like this, because I know he's real. So the first point, uh, write this down. The first point, we're talking about the significance of Christ's resurrection. Write this down. Christ's physical resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. His bodily resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. If he didn't get up, it was all for naught. We should be pitied. I'm going to show, show you this in a minute. Pastor Paul said, man, if Jesus didn't get up, man, people need to pity us. We're doing this in vain. Man, so, so I mean, what's going to happen to mama them, great-grandma them? So Christ's physical resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. So, so in other words, in, in, in order for this God that we serve, in order for uh, what we teach to be valid, there has to be proof <laughs> that he got up. <laughs> That's why you will never back me down off of this because he got up. At the end of the day, you serve who you want to serve, do what you want to do. But this one got up. <laughs> uh, Matthew, we're going to do some reading and just allow me to get this information. I'm not, well, I, get, I, I will get as much as I can to you. But I want you, what I want to resonate is that he did this for me, man. In one of the, the Matthew 6, I'm sorry, Matthew 1. Um, NLT version and let's read verses one through six. Are you here? <clears throat> NLT Matthew chapter number 28 I think what did I say? I'm sorry Matthew 28 it is Okay, here we go early Are you here? Om Yom Sharon or Sunday morning Sunday that is uh, and just let me give you a nugget uh, the Jewish calendar don't have names of the days of the week. They go by first day, second day, third day, and such. <clears throat> Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, are you here? Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit what? The tomb. Now, let me say this. <clears throat> we hear this preached all the time. He got up early Sunday morning. That's not what the Bible said. He didn't say he got up early Sunday morning. And you have to remember, and, and the Jewish days start in the evening. And he went in the ground Wednesday evening. So Wednesday evening to Thursday evening is one day. Thursday evening to Friday evening is two days. Friday evening to Saturday evening is three days. So he got up. It was Saturday evening, but it was discovered Sunday morning. Uh, y'all. So there, there, there's no way if we follow the Jewish calendar, he, there's no way he could have went in the ground Thursday evening because Thursday evening the Friday evening is one day Friday evening to Saturday evening is two days Saturday evening to Sunday evening is three days so it would be a Sunday early or late Sunday night when he got up but he got up it was Saturday evening I've talked this before it was Saturday evening it was discovered Sunday morning so so when we saying he got up no 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 he got up Saturday with all power in his hand and, 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 just, and, and, and just let me say this, he was omnipotent before he went in the ground. 
In other words, he had infinite power and unlimited authority before he went in the ground. That's why in the book of John, he says, no one takes my life from me except I lay it down. I got the power to lay it down and pick it up again. Y'all missed that. He's a bad man. Look, somebody said he did that for me. Verse 2, so suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled, uh, aside, excuse me, rolled, away, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you were looking for Jesus. He was crucified. He isn't here. Notice I said everything about what we believe hinges on him getting up. So let's see if he got up. Verse 6. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said it would happen. <laughs> Come and see where his body lay. So number one, you have to realize he got up. And the story goes to say because the guards, uh, you know, uh, this lie went out that someone, someone came and stole his body. And to this day, people believe that. But Jesus got up. Are you here? Now, right, why is this important? Write this down. This is very important. Notice the first thing I said was Christ's physical resurrection from the dead is the foundation of Christianity. What did the scripture say? He got up. He's not here. He's risen, what, just as he said. The reason why this is important, again, because everything in the Christian faith, faith excuse me, hinges on this truth that Jesus rose from the dead. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, thank you, sir. Everything in the Christian faith hinges on the truth that Jesus rose from the dead. And you, you may want to write this down. Without the resurrection, Jesus would have been just another good man. <laughs> and he was a good man. The greatest. But that's what that it had not he got up, he would have been just like every other great prophet, every other great teacher, every other wise man. But his resurrection was the final proof that he is who he said he was, not just the son of God, but God <laughs> in the flesh. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun all by myself, man. This, this is good. Let me show you something. First Corinthians, and I want to do a little reading just, just to uh, solidify this. First Corinthians 15, 12 through 22. This is, this is good, solid uh, teaching uh, for the believer, especially someone who is uh, new in the faith. You need to know that the Jesus that you serve is real. <laughs> Are you with me? First Corinthians 15. And, and, and there's so many things. Uh, why this is so important because when Adam and Eve sinned, that sin separated us from God. <laughs> and not only did it cause a spiritual separation, but it brought about a physical death because man was created to live forever. That's why your spirit never dies. Even when, when Jesus, uh, those three days when he went in the heart of the earth, his flesh was dead, but he was still alive. He went and preached the spirits, the Bible said, that was in prison. Are you here? So, so your spirit never dies. And that's good to know. And in, in, in here at the Apostle Paul, there were those false teachers who were saying that the resurrection wasn't true, that, you know, there is no bodily resurrection. And that's why the Apostle Paul began to say, well, man, if there's no bodily resurrection, we're in trouble. 
<laughs> but the mere fact that Jesus got up again, you will get up again if you are a believer. That's why, and I'm jumping ahead of myself, believers shouldn't be afraid of death because death has been defeated. Now, had not he got up, you had something to worry about. But since he got up, that's why Jesus said, man, if you believe in me, though he die, yet shall he live. <laughs> I love, this is a good class. I love this class. This class blessed me. But the major argument of Paul, uh, of Paul's in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 is he's defending the truth of the resurrection by explaining that the whole gospel depends on it. Let's begin at verse 12. Will you help me read? Will you help me read? Ready? Let's read. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there would be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ not has been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. Now, there are a lot of religions. And if none of them got up, shoot. My mind said, I, even if it ain't real, let me go with the one who got up. At least said he got up anyway. And at least there was some proof. But the thing about this, he actually got up. And was seen by many. <laughs> but I don't have time to go through all of that. Come on, Wednesday. And we apostles would all be lying about God. Come on, y'all help me read. For we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there's no resurrection of the dead. And if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sin. Guilty. See, he came so you would no longer be guilty of your sin. Come on, keep going. It, you know what? People take this lightly. When you're grateful your, for your salvation and because you, 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 you know what took place, you would dare not fail to share, share the gospel of Jesus. In that case, all would have died believing in Christ or lost. Or lost. And if I hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. Man, but in fact, Christ has what? Been raised from the dead. He is the first what? Of a great harvest of all, do you see this? Who died. Verse 22, 21-22. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has what? Begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will what? Be given a new life. Do you see this? So the Apostle Paul makes it very clear that the resurrection of Jesus is the single most important event in human history. You need to write this down. Get this information. What are we talking about? The relevance, what? Or the importance or the significance of what? Christ, resurrection, hashtag, he did it for me, okay? First point. Say it again. Guys, y'all talk to me. Because all these voices in there talk to me. What's number one? Again, I'm a teacher. So I'm waiting on him to get ready. I'm already ready. So, so follow me. I know that that title is a preachy title, but I'm a teacher. Okay? 
He didn't get up on early Saturday morning with all power. He got up Saturday evening with all power. And again, he had all power before he went down. <laughs> so next time you hear somebody, he with all power early Sunday morning. Just say, Rev, hold on. No, no, put your finger up. Why he a preacher? Rev, it was Saturday night. Having to back up and hit that Saturday evening. Yeah. Tell my ride if you hit Saturday evening, I ride with you. Okay? <laughs> so next point is this. Let's look at the revelance of what? The resurrection. That's the next point. He did it for me. Okay? The resurrection of Jesus, this is the next point. The resurrection of Jesus means that we are justified before God. Notice what the apostle said. If, if he didn't get up, we're still guilty, man. So another good, uh, one of the significance of the resurrection is that it means we are justified before God. So write it this way. Say the resurrection of Jesus means, and you make it personal, I am justified before God. Romans 4, 25, NIV says this. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Do you see this? Justification means to be put, write this down, justification means to be put right with. So when, when we are justified, it is just as if we've never sinned. So when, when, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that puts us right with God. So he no longer sees me in light of who I used to be. When he sees me now, with all of my perfection, he still sees me as he sees Jesus. Are you here? So justification means to be put what? Right with. Be again, because of our sins, humanity was separated from God and incapable of being in a close relationship with him because of the separation. As a matter of fact, just for some uh, theological roots, Ephesians 2, 3 says that we were the objects of wrath. And without someone stepping in to correct the situation, we could have not gotten back into right relationship with God. Are you with me? In the death of Jesus on the cross, God put our punishment on Christ so that we could be justified for him, uh, before him. Now watch this again. He did it for me. Did you hear what I just said? Jesus took on our punishment so that we could be right before God. Now why wouldn't I appreciate Someone who took 2 Corinthians 5, 21 NLT. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Say he did it for me. Next point, write this down. Another good reason why we should thank God for his resurrection and the significance of his resurrection. I want you to write this down and, and go back home and, and study it in your leisure. And, and this is probably one of the most powerful. The, resur the resurrection of Jesus Christ shows that he or Jesus defeated death. The resurrection of Jesus Christ shows that Jesus defeated death. <laughs> he did it for me. He did it for who? He did it for me. Romans 6 and 9. What does it say? Romans 6 and 9. <laughs> uh, what does this say? Knowing that Christ, having been raised, knowing that Christ got up 
again from the dead dies no more. Death. And watch this. And since it no longer has dominion over Christ, it has no dominion over you. And since he got up, you got up. Are you here? Death is the enemy of mankind and the just punishment for each individual sins. That's why Romans uh, 6.23 says that the payment of sin, of death, for the wages of sin is what? Death. Christ rose from the dead because death could no longer hold him. Listen to this. Death could no longer hold him. And we no longer have to fear. I want you to write this down. And believers no longer have to fear death because Christ triumphed over it. Death is no longer an enemy because in Christ, we no longer have to fear the punishment. Watch this. That comes after death. Are you listening to this? So those who preceded you in Christ, will you see them again? Yeah. So when you get 100 and however old and you're ready, man, hey, that, hey, that's not where life ends. That's where life begins. And you would be back in that place where you would never die. And again, that new Jerusalem will come out of heaven and God will forever be with his people here on earth. And you're not going to be up in heaven walking around heaven. Be a new earth. Are you here? Someone ain't walking around a track at the park. You can walk around heaven. You ain't walk around heaven all day. You know how long, you know how many years it'll take you to walk around heaven? <laughs> I said that. Let me read this again. Christ rose from the dead because death could no longer hold him. And as believers, we no longer have to. Now, we're not going anywhere because we got some work to do. I'm just saying you don't have to live in fear. I'm at, you don't know where you're going. You must not know who you serve. The only way you ought to be concerned about you don't know where you're going is you have no idea who you serve or who you serve still in the grave. But because Jesus got up, that means. So it's almost like imagine the most vicious animal there is. Okay. Was in this church. And there needed to be somebody to go. Defeat this animal. So for this illustration, death would be that animal. And the idea is if whoever goes, come back, we know we're good. But if they don't come back, what does that mean for everybody else? So that means if Jody don't come back, Ricky don't come back, Bobby, Mike, Ralph, Huh? <laughs> what did that mean for us? That's why we should know in whom we serve. Well, Jesus was the one who went back and defeated the animal. Watch this. And what that says, and since he came out, since he got up, that means all the rest of us sharing that same victory because he, somebody say, he did that for me, though. He, man, I was jacked up, tore up from the floor, but he did that for me. Now, why in the world wouldn't I appreciate somebody 
going destroying that vicious lion or whatever it may be for me. That's why in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, you can get it, 15, 55 through 57, he says this, Oh, death, where is your victory? You can hold me. Oh, death, where is your sting? Do you see this? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the what? Victory. <laughs> this is 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57, where I'm at now. You hear? Let me show you something. John. 11, 25 and 26, Amplified Version. I'm almost done. This is pretty good. But he did this for me. Y'all know the story. Lazarus had died. Sister's upset. Called themselves getting on Jesus. And you just been here. None of this would hate still be beating right now. <laughs> Jesus said to her, I am. I could have made said, shut up. Well, you can't say that. You can't say that. Well, how come? Because it's not real. He probably did like this. <laughs> Shut up. I am the resurrection and the life. Watch this now. Whoever believes in, ad adheres to, trusts in, relies on who? Me as Savior. There it goes. Will live even if he dies, man. He's not dead. He's just asleep. He dead. He ain't dead. So, the, boy, don't let nobody tell you Papa dead. Not if he died in Jesus. Papa went to sleep. And everyone who lives and believes in me as Savior, what? Will never die. And he said, Do you believe this? You hear? Next point the resurrection. Of Jesus proves that the gospel is authentic. It's genuine. It is true. So this gospel that we preach, man, it is true. Will someone say he did it for me? First Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4, New King James Version. The fact that Jesus is alive today means that he is able to save today. I'll say it again. The mere fact that Jesus is alive today means that he is able to save today. I preface this by saying, let's begin to live a life that shows gratitude for our salvation. He was beaten, pierced. His, none of his bones were broken. And we've showed you throughout this, through this uh, whenever we partake in communion. He was beaten, but he wasn't broken. His body was given. And for him to be broken would mean that we would be broken and splintered and <laughs> again we're back in 15, chapter 15 the major argument here we found Paul defending the truth of Christ's resurrection explaining that the whole Christendom or Christianity hinges on this notice what he says let's read moreover brethren I declare to you what the gospel which I preach to you which you also received and in which you stand by which you also are saved if you hold fast to that which I, which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also receive, that Christ died for our sins according to what? The scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again, what? The third day according 
Here Paul explains that the resurrection is not only a fundamental part of the gospel, but it is the glue that holds every part of the gospel together. Jesus, man, he got up. He's alive. Here. And without it, all of us who would name the name of Jesus were believing in vain and are without hope. Someone say, but since Christ has been raised from the dead and alive, we have hope of eternal life through him. Amen. That's a good place to say thank you, Jesus. And this is next to the last one. The resurrection of Jesus means that we will be raised like him. The resurrection of Jesus means that we will be raised like him. That's why um, while we are here, you know what we should be doing? Continue where Jesus left off. Going throughout the whole world. Guess what? Preaching this gospel. Why? Because it's real. <laughs> and and it's, again, it's not about the accumulation of things, man. Let me tell you what impresses God when we are doing his assignment. That which is known as the Great Commission. Going into all the world, preaching the gospel to every creature. How many people have you shared Jesus with this year thus far? How many people have received Jesus because you are out sharing Jesus and, and right where they are? And it's not, it's not about everybody coming here. The first and most important thing is uh, uh, introducing them to Jesus and making sure that they are in right relationship with him. Now, if you don't have a church home, we would love for you to come. But the, the, the most important thing is not come to Chicago Glory. No, let's deal with that soul first. Now that you receive Jesus, you need to come with me Sunday. But the main thing is to share the gospel of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus Christ means that we will be raised like him. Say he did it for me. In 1 Corinthians, I want to go back to it, 15, 21, uh, excuse me, 20 through 22. Christ is described as the first fruits of, the, of the, the first fruits of the resurrection from the dead, meaning his resurrection is a precursor to the resurrection for all believers. By him being the first fruit means that since he got up, guess what? We too can get up. We'll get up. For as by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so again in Christ all shall be made alive. So again, Christians will enjoy the resurrected life just like Christ did. Say this with glorified, glorified. bodies. Even those uh, who were lame, the Bible says that they will leap and walk. So whoever, say somebody suffered paralysis, well, with that new body. John, is that you? Yeah. Look at God. Because man was never supposed to be sick. Man was never supposed to be lame. So in Christ, he, it puts us right back. As a matter of fact, when you study the Bible, every, from Genesis to Revelation, it's trying to get us back to Genesis, to that place where man was in constant fellowship and communion with God. <laughs> That's good to know. Notice that I said Christ will, we will enjoy uh, a resurrected life just as Christ did. First Corinthians with glorified bodies. First Corinthians 15, 42 through 44. Let's look at this. Let's read out loud. So also, so also it is. Let's 
listen to that. So also in the resurrection of the dead, the body is sown in corruption. It is raised in corruption. In corruption is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised what? In glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Jesus' victory over sin was also a victory over death. He did not remain in the grave but rose from the dead with a glorified body containing the whole fullness of God's own nature. And so it would be for every believer. Listen, in conclusion, the resurrection of Jesus Christ means it gives me a living hope. Write this down. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives every believer a living hope. That's, man, you guys, I, I pray this is sinking in. This message is designed for you to listen. I want you to hear. Earlier I said being forgiven of our sins justified us before God. That in and of itself should give us a tremendous hope. We went from being the enemy of God and bound for hell to becoming a forgiving son of God with an eternal inheritance in heaven that can never be taken away. Y'all missed that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's why you hear us say when you receive Jesus at that moment, your eternal life is secure. Don't let nobody tell you, oh, well, you, you, you slipped, man. But I got back up. And I'm still justified. Still going to see Jesus. But see, you can't say that if you don't know this. Not with conviction. You let somebody tell you, you got to go get saved. Now you don't got saved three million times. And the reason why you keep getting saved over and over because you don't realize that you've been justified. He died for sin once and for all. That's what prompts you to live right because you know he did this for me, man. He paid too much. He sacrificed too much for me just to live any and every kind of way. I want to live in such a way that my life shows gratitude to God for my salvation. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives Christians a living hope. Say this, he did it for me. Last verse, 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4. Amplified version. First Peter 1, 3 through 4. Do you see this? Let's read this. Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant, abundant and boundless, boundless mercy has caused us to be born again. That is, to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, set apart for his purpose to an ever-living hope and confidence assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, hold on. There should be a confidence, confidence assurance. Now watch this. Just think about this for a moment. We say we love such and such. We say we, how can you love somebody so much? Now you're a believer and you not want them to have this. Because if they, as much as you love them, if they die without Christ, that one you won't see again. And people have family members, co-workers, homies, homeboys, homegirls. It never dawns on them. Man, you need Jesus, dude. Think about, let that, just, just, 
sink in for a minute. You mean you love her, but still can't find a way to tell her about this God that you serve? I mean, you, I mean, this your boo, the one you're going to spend the rest of your natural life with, and he don't know about Jesus? He not saved? She, first of all, that's your first mistake, but that's another message. Do you see this? Do we read all these verses? Verse 4, born anew into an inheritance, which is what? Is imperishable, beyond reach of change, and undefiled un, and unfading reserve in heaven for you. So there's a, for every, every believer now, now, if you're not a believer, you can't just say it yet unless you're doing it by faith and you're going to come get saved today. Well, no, if you're not saved, just look at, look at the one saved and say, man, I want to say that. Okay. For every believer, say there's a place in heaven reserved for me. He did it just for me, man. I want to leave you with this. Jesus stood up again so you and I could stand up again. He came that we might be justified and put back in that rightful place before God, before man had fallen. And again, I just want to exhort you with this verse, Ephesians 4 and 1. Knowing what he did, let's begin to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, mature behavior. The stuff that bothered you three years ago, you ought to be more mature than that. <laughs> so, God, I'm grateful. So, God, that you done learned something. To you. I mean, you still getting offended. You still mad. And, and you still, no, man, show God that I, I'm more mature than that now. You know, stuff repels off of me now. I'm not, you know, it, you might have would have got me five years ago, man. But now, man, I, I, I can still love you with the love of Jesus because I've grown up. A life that expresses gratitude. I'm done. Watch this. I don't want it if it's going to take me away from God. I stay in the apartment. If it's going to keep me closer to God, the house will come later. I keep taking the bus. If, if me getting in the car could cause me to distance myself from God, let me keep riding the bus. If hooking up with this man or woman going to cause me to draw away from God, I'll stay single until the white one comes. See, that's showing that, that attitude of gratitude for my salvation. You know, we don't come because it's quote-unquote Sunday. We come because whatever day we worship in past, I want to come and express my gratitude. Y'all missed that. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, man, don't let any man judge you relative to festivals and new moons and Sabbaths. So whichever day you choose to be holy, every day is holy. So if you want to worship on Saturday, that's good. You want to do Sunday, that's okay. You want to have Tuesday service, that's good. A life that expresses gratitude. Every opportunity I get, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to share Jesus with somebody. See, that's a person who's grateful. Not making it about me. I'm getting mine. It's not about you because let, 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 let me say this one thing. You can combine all the billionaires, centillionaires, combine all of their monies together. Still not enough to impress God. You can acquire whatever. God is not impressed. You want to impress God? Share this gospel.
tell somebody about Jesus. Now, that's impressive. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.